0: Do you want to say that? Do you want to say the show th- this time? Sure. Go for it. Go for
1: it. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So it just, this isn't perfect.
0: This isn't perfect.
1: Okay. This is imperfect. My name is Rebecca Nisko.
0: And I'm Kara Bartek. We're so thrilled today to talk with our next guest, Ellie Ligonet-Lam.
1: Uh, an actor based currently in Paris.
0: Actor, photographer, amazing collaborator.
1: Performance artist this was such a good conversation i think you'll really enjoy it it.
0: filled with wisdom filled with like so much wisdom wisdom about their process about um how they approach projects about how Mm -hmm. to find work in a pandemic just incredible
1: Are you gonna clap Kara? i will clap
0: because we've realized that we don't have a slate and then i'm always like in post i'm like mm, crunchy okay so <laughs> where do you set uh ellie's interview did you hear that rebecca <laughs> i don't know if you did okay cool 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 awesome all right um how are you though what's what's going on like i'm
2: good yeah Great to be here yeah so
0: thank you so much for being here we're, we're yeah. really stoked um if you want to just start by saying your name and what you do.
2: (laughs) I'm Ellie. My uh, full name is Elizabeth Ligonelam, but I go by Ellie. Uh, My pronouns are they, them, and I do a whole lot of things. I think mainly I'm an actor, but this year has taught me that I'm different things. I've been um, director for theater uh, for like two years. I've Three years I've started doing my own plays and yeah I feel like it's hard to define I've written a couple of projects of mine I like to explore different things but I'm mainly an actor and director I would say. Yeah.
0: Ellie's done so many cool things every time <laughs> I see something on Instagram I'm like oh my god I wish I could just be in uh Instagram is fake but <laughs> yeah. I do feel like I, I I I was just so amazed that during the pandemic, the um, like the energy you were putting out there and just creating stuff and not letting it like hold you back. I think there was definitely a time for me where I was like, "Well, what am I gonna do
2: now?" <laughs> you no, know, it's just like I had to like, or I would have lost my mind. I think yeah, I was yeah. definitely on the very dynamic wave, <laughs> uh, like at the end of the summer. Uh-huh, uh-huh because it was really a time of like transition for me mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i feel like i don't know there was such a big void to fill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: but it's, is instagram,
2: is, instagram is is really i mean i actually deactivated it a couple oh. of weeks ago because yeah, yeah. it's so toxic like Be sure yes. it's the main place from which i get jobs mm. um it's actually quite crazy the amount of jobs I got from Instagram because it's not like I'm a model, you know? Right, 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 <laughs> right. right, right,
3: right, right.
2: Um, but yeah, it's just like it becomes this thing where you go like constantly to find work, but it's also like seeing people personal lives and mm-hmm. just like you just become too used with like filling the void with like scrolling. And mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yes, it's absolutely. Been very intense. So
0: yeah I was very nervous when we dropped our little trailer video I've never been yeah. that nervous in my life <laughs> I was like it was like just so many notifications I mean it was great because I mean not so many but it was like all these notifications I was like oh my god I can't handle yeah, this. yeah. Like, I was like <laughs>
1: it's it's out there now it's it's real and it, yeah take it back <laughs> yeah exactly because once you put something out there it's hard to take it back yeah. so
0: um I actually I wanted to start off jumping off what you said with your directing work but um maybe I don't know do do you want to describe a little bit how you've gotten to this point where you are at now with your with your career like Uh, when did you start acting I don't think I ever (laughs) asked you that
2: (laughs) where should I start from Uh, so I I've known I've wanted to be an actor since I was like six years old oh that's Uh, amazing yeah it's it's and it's kind of we're all very passionate about something in the fam- in, in my family. Like, we all have like different fields that we're mm-hmm. passionate about, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And when I was six years old, I just knew I wanted to be an actor and I think when you're six years old you're dreaming of like glitter and fame and all these things. Um, yeah. I started to thinking to, uh, I started to take theater classes when I was a kid and then I went to this like semi-professional school when I was in, um, in middle school. And then my senior year, my, no, my junior year of high school, I stopped taking acting classes um, wow. because I needed to get into a good school, right? So I had to <laughs> focus on the serious things. And I kept having mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. I kept like having panic attacks. I couldn't sleep at night. And I realized it was just like a need that mm-hmm. I would eating anymore. So that's when I decided that I had to pursue that. um, uh, And that it was honorable to pursue that as a career. Um, So then in senior year, I applied super last minute to NYU and like maybe like one other, like one other school.
0: I just laughed because I did the same thing. It was like (laughs) the last day ever.
2: (laughs) I remember, I remember I had this American friend in Paris and I was telling him that I wanted to apply to like American schools and like it was like October
3: and yeah, he's, like, wow. oh,
2: and he was like oh are you taking the SAT and I was like what's the SAT <laughs> uh, in October <sighs> of my senior year wow. um, and
1: I was taking the SAT like two weeks later or something oh my was, like, god crazy. Yeah,
3: I got shit. such bad
1: scores too <laughs> I mean same and I had like months to prepare for the SAT and I still got a bad score <laughs> No, I remember like all, like all
2: my friends from high school remember me as like the person who carried like the big SAT book, like all around the school because I would just like work. Anyways, uh, and then I got into NYU, which was like super crazy, super insane. And I moved to New York and, and I took my acting classes there at NYU. Uh, so I did two years at the Stella Adler studio and then you has this sort of like Hogwarts kind of thing of like acting yeah. where you can go to like different studios. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and, and so you have to do two years in one and then uh, you can choose wherever you go. So I did a Shakespeare semester my junior year and then I moved on to um, the experiment- experimental theater wing, which is like more physical based acting and um, just like insanely different from Stanislavski and everything that I had learned from Adler. Um, So I did one year there and uh, I had the chance because NYU has just like so many opportunities. So I had the chance to go to Shanghai to like uh, study um, uh, classic Chinese opera. Oh my God, that's so, I didn't
0: know that that's so
2: cool it was it was actually a couple months before I met you um, at STA like so NYU uh drama has this thing where they send like two students every year to STA and like wow you get to be around a lot of like very cool professors and and meet like Chinese film students um it's really cool yeah and uh so then I did that year at this experimental theater wing and Last year, I did my final semester at NYU Berlin. So I studied there for a month and a half. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, yeah. And that moment was kind of an awakening uh, mm-hmm. because you are in an ensemble of actors. So you're the only Tisch students abroad. Okay. Uh, but, like the only Tisch students that are doing like a Tisch mm-hmm. semester, um, where you're like acting and i was just like fully immersed in german theater and uh, brecht and and sonislavsky mm-hmm. and yeah, just, yeah. Like, epic wow. theater all these like really really cool things and it really reconciliated me with the idea of coming back to europe
3: yeah yeah
2: um and at that time i, I had met this like director that i admire so much uh in france uh and she kind of made me realize that there was a hope here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And after four years in New York, I think I was a little bit tired with Mm -hmm. being in the theater there. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like all the stuff that I liked was coming from Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Like the stuff you see at BAM or like- Yeah, right. Warehouse. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so yeah, and then the pandemic hit and I was thrown back here. and the only person I knew here really was my best friend, Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only person I know here that like works in the areas that I wanna work in. Right. I, like right. I graduated too. So it was like this thing where I wasn't in New York anymore and I had lost, I, 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 I didn't lose in everything but like all my contacts, all my networking like everything that happens in your last mm-hmm. year like all yeah. that was like kind of like gone. Yeah. But it was gone for everybody because right. whether I was, like, in France or, like, I don't know, like, Minnesota, like, it would have been the same case, you know, like, everyone right. was apart. And I started just, like, building from what I had here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just really only takes one person uh, through my best friend who I've directed plays with and written my work with uh, for the past two years. So every summer here, I would just like direct plays with, awesome. with that friend. Um, and I, through her, I met like a bunch of people uh, because she's still in school. Um, and through Instagram, I just like
0: okay, started yeah.
2: like finding work. Uh, and it's crazy how fast I started working. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have no agent, I have no manager, I have no publicist,
1: Wow,
3: yeah.
2: I have no, like, parent who's in the industry, right, 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 <laughs> uh, like, it's, like, I know nobody, and I know no one who, like, knows somebody, you know, right, 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 it's right, like, right, better, like, this thing where I'm, like, okay, um, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it just, like, during the summer when I decided to stay here, I was, like, wow, like I have to f- like figure it out. So like I started applying to a bunch of things and I was seeing things on Instagram and it took me to Berlin. Like I found a job in Berlin. I like started developing something there and met awesome people. Like it. it looks, it's kind of crazy. Like when you make a decision for yourself, like what the universe sends back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a big, very messy answer to your question. <laughs> no,
0: I, it's uh, it's really it's so nice to hear, especially I think from an actor's point of view, how the journey is because it's slightly different yeah. than maybe other artists who have more of a, um, a defined craft that they can. Not that acting isn't defined. What I mean is like you know for 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 drawing, for example, I can go back to my sketchbook and I can see and I can like actually look at it and then I can see a progression. And for yours, it's more it's like based in the performance. But also you have writing and you have directing and that's more of like a in the in, like spontaneous not spontaneous but like in the moment and it's not as tactile
2: why I think it's definitely like I always knew I wasn't just an actor but Mm -hmm. I think the the whole like pandemic quarantine lockdown situation was like okay what can I create that like doesn't suck and doesn't make me Mm -hmm. feel like I'm just like desperate Uh, yeah
3: so
2: like I I think it as as like horrible of a time it's been for many artists I think it's also been a time where we get to explore Mm -hmm. what we can do so like for example photography or just Mm -hmm. like whatever Mm -hmm. you can do like social media and just like just like so many opportunities like starting to pop up from just like the internet and like
3: yeah. media
2: and like meeting collaborators that you've never actually like touched in real life or like grabbed a drink yeah. with. So it's just like really cool. It's it's definitely like, I used to be like, okay I need to have like one gig per month right. as like an actor or something.
3: Mm-hmm. And now it was
2: like, oh, like my photography got published this month. That's cool. Yeah, I count uh, that as like- Yeah, like, yes. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, it's cool to just like, sort of like send a bunch of bottles in the ocean and and back to you, you know?
1: I love that saying. That's so, that's so wonderful. And it's, it's crazy how the pandemic has like redefined how we thought we had to enter the industry. Like, you know, we're taught a certain way, you know, like you were saying, like, I didn't have an agent. You didn't have any parents who were in the industry. You didn't have your, you know, you weren't in New York with your New York contacts, but you're still, still working and it's i don't think it's crazy to think how some of the opportunities that we've had over the pandemic we might have not even had if yeah this happened, Honestly, you know? like even
2: if i hate social media i have to thank social media because mm-hmm. i was here and i was like okay i need to put myself out there and i don't feel like putting like an acting reel on my instagram so i'm just gonna start hitting up people like, yeah. I go in their DMs. I'm like, hey, I like your work. It's not like they have like 10K followers, but they're cool. And I'm like, you sound really cool. Let's just like hang out, watch a film, like talk about whatever we want to do. And like, like I've met a bunch of people, a bunch of people like that. And it's like, and I like what you're saying that we like don't really know our entry points until mm-hmm. it's like there. And you're like, oh, I've entered. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, <laughs> for me like most of the people I've met this year are actually visual artists oh
3: cool yeah like
2: people who have given me jobs I mean yeah yeah right right, <laughs> um, right, right, right. like paid jobs that are like interesting mm-hmm. are like visual artists so like this film I was just on like the director is like a visual artist who makes like sculptures but also like installations like a lot of like just like visual work which is like really yeah, yeah. just like important in the film but mm-hmm. this was like their like first long feature like like cinematic wow. film yeah like i was in a performance as well which i never thought i would do but like most of my gigs like came from museums this year which wow. like you know like yeah. i didn't know was a possibility for an actor well
0: bodies and space are like i've only done it one i was like when i was really little i did dance and we did it in a museum once so like <laughs> nothing nothing big but yeah. It, it triggered this idea of bodies and space. And I think it's really fascinating, like the dynamicism between like, because you're already in, a, was the room like filled with work or was it more about, were you wor- working around this other work or were you working around each other?
2: So uh, this performance I did, it was in October at Palais de Tokyo, which is. Yeah, yeah.
3: There i do
2: know it was it was amazing i'm so sad it got cut short because of the pandemic but it's crazy because the director also lives in berlin so it was just like this crazy net of like things that were like interconnected uh for me and i was in a room filled with like artwork from this artist yeah cool and basically the installation exists without a performer Mm -hmm. but once a week the performer comes and like activates it for like three hours
1: um that's a really cool
2: yeah it, it, so you can see with or without the performance but the performance definitely like so it's called remain calm by cool. Niall coding I, I realize i haven't like mentioned him <laughs> <as> well, <laughs> uh, like his name but yeah it the the performance definitely like shifts the space because i think audiences are really used to a certain type of spectatorship sure right and so it's like this long um, room where there is space to like sit, but you can also like be anywhere. But all of a sudden, so people are like moving all around the room. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden, when there's a performance, everyone's like on one side. Whoa! And, like it, it becomes like a proscenium kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting because I was like, how can I, how can I shift that? Like I want, like I want people to know that they can be like literally like a meter away from me like behind me right and, like, it's like they're part of the the installation as well like when they're but like the point of the artwork is not for them to watch me because I'm just like a piece of furniture basically I'm like the mm. like I'm moving but you know like I'm as important as like the projection that's on the wall right, or, like, right right whatever is happening like in a box or like you know like it's not as if like it was a performance of like me it was just like which was really cool and so I was like how can I shift that space like bodies in space were just like so automatic of like how we like have to watch other human beings and so in the performance I was really free to like move and like just leave if I wanted to
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so I go to the bathroom (laughs) and when I come back everyone's just like all over the place like Uh, like on the performance space Yeah.
3: yeah yeah
2: And since it wasn't over it's very funny actually because a friend of mine was there and like started talking to me because, uh, <laughs> it was like over i was like sorry i'm just working here uh, and, I, and i started performing like just like in the middle of like everybody wherever i could find space and people were just like well we have to stay here now like you know they couldn't just like go back and sit because and and then that moment like i think it, it was really cool because we could share the space mm-hmm. without it having to be like such an intense like fourth wall. Um, and it, it was very funny because as soon as there's a performer, people are not shy to be like in the space, you know? So that was that was really cool. That is so
0: yeah. cool. Wow. I, I yeah. love everything you said, just the, the what you picked up on too and how yeah. you realize that you have to have a different approach to get people to engage in a new way. That's so yeah. fascinating. I definitely am someone that always is on the outside I'm always like when I see a performer I'm always like, okay I'm gonna give them space so they can do their thing yeah
2: (laughs) but this wasn't the point of like this performance Mm -hmm, I -hmm. think I think um you definitely are trained to think that way of like how to shift the space when you're a director Mm -hmm, like I think it's like I think every actor should try directing and every director should try acting but when you've done both you kind of like have a sense of what it's like to be on each side and right and what bodies in the space really mean mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's I, I think it can only help you with your performance to know to just like direct other people
1: and how yes. much we how much we influence each other
2: yeah cool. it's definitely different in like a gallery space than like in mm. a theater um yeah. but it's interesting that in a gallery people would reproduce what they do in a theater you know what I mean yeah, yeah right
0: right right that's so that's so fascinating I never I never truly never thought of it and now I'm probably gonna think about it for a long time <laughs> I'm
2: gonna be like thinking about it I'm gonna I'm like gonna, wait I'm a your mind yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah now that you've done this gallery work you've done this sort of more unorthodox I guess way of acting do you do you prefer I mean do you have a preference for what type of acting you do or
2: I don't think so hmm honestly uh, it's I I don't think so like I think when you're an actor you get that question often like are sure. you more film are you more theater and it's crazy actually all the different situations in which you would have to act that exist beyond mm-hmm. just like film and theater and I don't know like I like things that challenge me and I like meeting directors that I can trust and that can trust me back like, this what's been really cool with like all the projects I've done this year it's like I've met awesome people that taught me a lot but also trusted me a lot so yeah I I I, honestly I don't know it's (laughs) like people like would ask like what's your dream role but like you know I don't know (laughs) that was one of our
3: questions
2: (laughs) (laughs) was that your next question no no no, no, no. it was one of them thank god thank god um I don't know honestly things that challenge me things that uh, move me, but camera work and in-person work is very different. Yeah, I've, I've done more physical theater, just like like physical performance, mm-hmm. stuff. and I have to say I have just like you know it, it, it's just like it's like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you're shooting a movie, it, it's magical, but you're waiting around a lot and you have <laughs> way less agency. Mm-hmm. over what you're doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if you're rehearsing a play you could rehearse it for months and like when you're acting it there's no one to tell you what to do like right. you could just like be there and just like go rogue do, do whatever <laughs> and then get fired yeah you don't have that freedom in the moment you know right, and like right, you're sort yeah. kind of real people who like are crying sleeping eating <laughs> like whatever whereas like I don't know if you have a lot of ego I think maybe you'd rather do theater Um, (laughs) I don't know like I think it's definitely just very magical but film work has a specific specificity to it that I haven't quite tamed yet and Mm. it's like it's really really interesting it's really hard to watch yourself and it's definitely like different kind of work it's not it and it's the same at the same time but it's not just like making theater smaller it's just like making it more specific on like one part of your body like Mm -hmm. your face or like whatever and it's like i guess i'm more scared of it because i've done it less um so yeah
0: Oh, here's so many if more any films. directors
2: listening? <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: in your film already? <laughs> I can recommend.
0: I can wholeheartedly recommend. Ellie is amazing to work with.
1: <laughs> do you do you have a preference of working in the states or working in Europe? You've had so much experience, you know, doing both. So
2: it's very hard to answer that question because what I've experienced in the U.S. was mostly student work. And what I've experienced in France was always, like, personal projects or, like, professional opportunities that I've gotten, like, since since I graduated or, like, a little bit earlier. So I don't know what it's like to, like, work professionally in the U.S. But I just know that there's, like, an organization about things that is definitely very intimidating. (laughs) Like, everyone is doing one thing that they're dedicated to. In the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like... But again, I couldn't say what it's like. Like I, I, I on the projects I've been here, I, I've been on here, like in Europe, like it's always been very collaborative, very collective based. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's and like the one director that I, I, I got to like work briefly with here works in a very collective way but i don't think that's the case for like every professional director here there there's like also like super straightforward people no it's just it's just different i don't have a preference and i think you could meet someone in the u.s who has a very like european way if that <laughs> means anything right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically people smoking cigarettes on set Uh, uh, and
3: you could
2: and you could have productions here that are like super like Mm -hmm. commercial or whatever which is what you would criticize the U.S. for so really I think it's just the people yeah yeah that's I think that's really
0: fair what do you feel like you've brought into your theater directing and what have you gotten out of it you know how has how have for you how have they
2: mingled and merged and changed
0: mm-hmm. you
3: huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: very interesting I think so I started acting way before I started mm-hmm. directing and I started directing in my second year mm-hmm. uh, in college and I think just like the knowledge of acting and, and what it's like to just be in the spot and be so vulnerable and the trust or self-confidence issues that you can have as an actor like to know that as a director I think really, really helped me understand the actor better because at the end of the day, the way I was directing was much more focused on what the actor was experiencing than like where they were in the space. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Which is what directing is. Uh, (laughs)
3: uh, (laughs) It's both. I'm saying this
2: as if it's like groundbreaking. No, 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 no. But like they're... I think I was always directing the actors as if we were like in an acting class, like working on a scene and just like reproducing what I had experienced being directed. But it also made me more uh, legitimately demanding Mm. because I knew what was possible and what wasn't. And it's just like you have to know their language. Like if you know their language, if you know the one thing that's going to make their brain go, oh, okay like you're you you, you, like you have a scene you have a whole film if you know the one thing that you have to tell them for them to understand what you mean in the way that you want to see it on screen or like in the space like I think I I think that's the whole thing with like actors and directors like they have to learn how to speak together so I think it was definitely an advantage to be uh, an actor and then what Mm. from directing I got into acting well to be on the other side you kind of like realize where you're in, uh, where your insecurities are valid and when they're not and and where they're not like you kind of know what it's like to see an actor enter in the room and like what it's what a casting director thinks because i was also, mm-hmm. also casting my own projects so like to be on the other side mm-hmm. i was like okay so like this is what i think when i see a bad headshot or like a bad resume i should definitely change mine mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when you're acting, it's it can be really tricky to like direct yourself and like just mm-hmm. like watch yourself from the outside because it brings you out. But I think it helped me with realism probably uh, because what annoys me in theater is that people can be really good. They can shout. They can roll all around the floor. They can spit on each other. But the reality is that like most of the time in real life, you just don't do that. But right. it's all you see in the theater, mm-hmm. like good mm-hmm. theater, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And just like the subtlety of things and because when you're when you're acting you're really tempted to go to like the deep core of like Mm -hmm. things like you're not at the deep core of things like every day of your life (laughs) most of the time we're like very superficial we're very like on the surface of things but that doesn't mean that there's like a deep thing going on somewhere so like how to figure that out is interesting as an actor But yeah, I think, I think it definitely made more, just more critical of like Mm -hmm. actors and my own acting, but it's cool to have the two mindsets. I definitely recommend (laughs) stepping on the other side.
0: Yeah. If I wasn't such a bad actor. uh... (laughs) Stop. Uh, No, I mean, no, no, I, I'm not, I'm not being detrimental. I'm being truthful.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just being realistic over here. Realistic. Yeah.
0: No, that's really cool. It, I, yeah, I just, I admire all of your work. So I'm just always like,
1: oh, I can't
2: wait. Thank you. I love you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is your process like getting ready for a role? Oh, I hope none of my teachers are listening to this. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, God. I think I haven't found it yet, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, um, I haven't acted in so long, so... Most of the plays I've been on were all school plays. Mm -hmm. So I was always very, very just like surrounded by teachers who were helping me. And like, it's kind of like you did all the work like in rehearsals and and, and in school and in class. And like, there was a lot of like breath work involved, a lot of like vocal work. And when I went to Berlin, I learned a lot of stuff I could do with my body and, and a lot of how to build a character from your body rather than like from your mind. But honestly, I haven't prepared for a role in so long because like what I've done this year was like mostly performance art or actually there there's this one film that I was on. But honestly, I think I haven't figured it out yet. I think I'm actually really critical of my own process as an actor and it's mm. the one thing that makes me doubt if I'm like really an actor sometimes because I feel like you would want to hear like I do this like ritual that I have like every day, and I feel like it's the case for a lot of like Hollywood actors. Uh, but I went when I went to Berlin, I actually met a lot of actors, and we were like, "What's your process?" And they were like, "I just go on stage and I act." <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Wow, my teachers have been lying to me." <laughs> um, I think I read the script a lot first. There's this teacher of mine, Ron Burris and uh, Stella Adler, who told us we had to read a script six times and every time and the two first times were dedicated to like finding the theme and finding like the arc and then like, like the four last reads were like dedicated to like the character and, and whatever. But the first read had to be to find like the theme of the film or the project. So I, I do that. I read it six times and I think very simple. I just like write questions what I don't understand. I try to do like the basic stuff that you have to do and I think what I haven't figured out is like my own proper ritual and I haven't the opportunity I haven't had the opportunity I think to figure that out. But yeah, I think finding a secret for your character and finding how they walk is actually something I, I do uh, sometimes. But I'd like to be more consistent with my process as an actor. I think it's just that I focused on so many more things Mm -hmm. that are not acting. Mm -hmm. uh, that I've kind of like lost the um, rigor. I really hope my teachers are not listening. (laughs) Uh, But but I've lost the rigor of like the process as an actor, I think. Mm -hmm. But something that I've committed to doing for every role now, is like finding how the character walks. Mm-hmm, um, I love that. Yeah, Because it, it's, it helps me think. And I, I think like when I rehearse lines, I'm also walking. Yeah, I think that's, and that's what we did in Berlin when I did physical theater there. And, and epic theater is like what social marks you can see on the character by just how they behave physically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Adler was very much like the text, mm-hmm. the text read it six times, (laughs) Um, but I, and and I think I I really like, just like judged myself a lot in the past because I was like, I feel like I need to be at a table, like writing my character's Mm -hmm. journal for like hours. Mm -hmm. And some people do that and it's very honorable, but it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. to just like create all these things in the paper, like I need to feel it in my body. So I think a lot of a, a lot of like walking mm-hmm. and a lot of just, like conversation yeah. is yeah, but I honestly, I really like to prepare for roles with someone else is mm-hmm. very hard for me to be on my own, um but I think that's what every actor has to learn um, <laughs> but yes. it's yeah, because you don't want to be an actor who like always needs a director, but it's it's definitely very hard, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i can't lie
1: (laughs) i love that you said you're still figuring it out and and, and there's so many again with the expectations and with people around you you feel like there is a right or wrong way to what you do and there isn't it there is no right or wrong process it's what makes you comfortable what prepares you you know
2: and and like i went to school between the age of like 17 to like 22 as an actor and you could go to acting school your entire life because your body changes your voice Mm -hmm. changes your like conception of life changes like most people play Romeo and Juliet and like have never been heartbroken you know so like it's like we go to act I mean I went to acting school at such a young age and only now I'm starting to feel like an adult and I'm like oh so all this stuff just like doesn't correspond to like what my body is now and what my mind is now. And what they give you in school is just like a bunch of tools. And at NYU, like with all the different trainings that I got, I put a lot of pressure on myself when I ended because I was like, I should have this figured out with like all the stuff that I've been given, all the insanely talented teachers that I've had. But it's just like so many tools. Like you have like Mm -hmm. this room, room full of tools and you realize that it's okay to just like pick up one or two. Because, you know, you don't need to carry, like, this whole room with you wherever you go. You just can come back and, like, pick a different one, leave the one that didn't work. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because because when you get out of school, you're like, I've forgotten everything. You get cast and you're like, I don't know how to act. How, I do, how do I do this? I had this voice teacher in my first year at Christa who got a master's in, like, acting. Mm-hmm she told us like when i started working i was like i don't know how to act how do i do this and then she was like wait fuck that i have a fucking masters i can just tell myself i know how to act and it's okay like i'll get there it's somewhere in my body um this is not her like precise right. words right uh, <laughs> direct <about> quotation <laughs> Krista, if you're listening to this
3: (laughs) (laughs) much love yeah (laughs)
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah I love I love that perspective I perspective I had a a mentor who's also a film composer and she told me what you're working on in the moment yes you're working for the film you're working for the Mm -hmm. narrative purpose of the film but at that point in your life it's coming from that perspective of that point in your life yeah exactly. and that hit me so hard because if I maybe work on a film 10 years from now yeah. I'm gonna come come at it from a different approach even though it's the same story it's I yeah. we're at a different point in our life so I'd love that you said you could go to school forever and yeah constantly evolving constantly changing I mean, this is why we watch the same films like
2: over and over, <sighs> over. like they give us a sense of com- comfort but like this is why I'm always like, is this actually my favorite film? Because I watched <laughs> it three years ago. Yeah. yeah. I was in a different place. You know, so it, it's like it shifts. And and especially with acting, you're using like your goddamn body and and the way you experience emotions, like changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like between 2016 and and and, and now, like yeah. I've experienced heartbreak. I've experienced relationships. I've experienced independence. I've experienced mm-hmm. money. I, I, like I've experienced living in a different country, uh, going out, drinking, voting, like all these things I didn't know when I was like 16. So it, it's like, and like, and when I'll, I'll be 30, like there, there will be a whole bunch of things that I will just like view differently. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself like constantly thinking about
0: like the next 10 years not in a way yeah. for pressure but like I feel like you I feel like I look back at who I was when I started college and out of college mm-hmm. and now a year into the pandemic and I'm like wow we
2: have too much time to think about yeah. that yeah,
0: we do. We yes do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's definitely I love everything
1: you've said so far I think it's just so <laughs> on
0: point of what I want um it's so good thank It's so good. yeah
1: really valuable for anyone listening i mean that is just such like sage wisdom right there <laughs> they, uh, thank you then you have to yeah. learn how to apply that uh, uh so that's, <laughs> another, that's another beast <laughs> right. you to figure out another that- right, we'll right. leave that up to you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: you can start that one it could be the accompanying piece to ours but, you
2: know like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like and, and this is also why, like, love and hate social media, it's, like, mm-hmm. it, it's, like, right now I sound so wise and everything, but it's not, like, there are, like, 90 days out of, like, 100 where, like, I'm filled with self-doubt and I'm, like, this is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I peaked in 2020 before this fucking <laughs> pandemic. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, even the people you look up to the most... Mm-hmm. I mean, this now has nothing to do with what I was about to say, but, but like, even the people like, like you look up to the most, like are filled with like self-doubt and filled yes. with like, just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah,
1: no, <laughs> We're all, none of us know what we're doing when when, yeah, when it comes down to it. Like, we all have our moments of self-doubt. We all, yeah. well, there I think it has to be one moment where you know
2: what you're doing to like, <laughs> something and yeah. then, and then, yeah. I
0: think once you have like a solid feeling of knowing what you do you just run with it run with it for as long as you can and then when you hit the next hurdle you know then you hit the next hurdle and and you can reassess from there but that's something that I've learned just run with it just go ride the waves yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah it's a journey I don't have a cheesy quote for this episode (laughs) but if I did it'd be about life and being a journey and the ups and downs yeah it's about the journey, not the destination. There we go. That's what it was. I couldn't remember
2: it. We, we try to stick a,
0: a cheesy quote in every time. Every time. I'm
1: liking that. Cheese factor enabled. I guess, I mean, I feel like
0: we kind of covered this already, but I was wondering if there was one person or a couple of people that have um, that, that inspire you to act. Is that like a weird question? You know.
2: No, it's not. Um, I don't think there was anyone in the first place. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, as you do what you do, there are people who remind you why you do it. Definitely, my friends, like they honestly don't get enough credit for like how amazing they are. And recent recently here, I've realized how much of a community I have in Paris. So with my friend Leo, with whom I direct, it, it like I found a, a community of friends and artists here that. On the days where I'll be filled with self doubt, they'll be like on the brighter side, reminding me why I do it. So definitely, all these people I give a big shout out to, and like friends like that I've kept in the U.S. too. But who inspires me to act? Yeah, well, I I really think it's not famous people at all. It's like no, that's fine <laughs> around me. I, I really think it's people who are around me who are actually i just watched the oa recently oh really um and Britt marling is fucking inspiring okay okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: because
2: she wrote directed produced wow yeah that whole show hashtag save the oa mm-hmm. um yeah i think most people who inspire me are are people who are not just one thing
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: and have agency over their own work Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's a lot of people uh but i remember when i started studying uh when you know i was 16 and figuring out that i actually really wanted to be an actor i would go see plays and i i would see people who were not famous and, and seeing work that maybe wasn't good and and i was like how miserable is it to like have no work so you have to produce your own? Like that was my mm-hmm. mindset when I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I want famous peop- people to put me in big blockbusters mm-hmm. because that what I want to do is like get scripts and act. And that has shifted so much, so much. Like now I'm like, how much of a privilege is it yes. to not have yeah. to shoot shitty self-tapes for shitty directors yeah. and yeah. think about my own ideas and think about the fact that they're good enough for me to put them out there, get people to like want to work with me and and just produce those. Yeah. Um, and you just have to trust that feeling, I think. Yeah. So I, I honestly, people who have agency over their own work really inspire me. I mean, I saw that like Zendaya and Hunter Schaffer were like producers on the last episodes of Euphoria.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it just made the whole thing much more beautiful for me I mean obviously like these people are like a list but I want to see that more out mm-hmm. there like mm-hmm. I want to see more like actors names like credited as like producers mm-hmm. yeah. that that yeah. usually that usually inspires me the most
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that's great love that yeah. um I think those are all my questions Woo! yeah
3: <laughs> you've done
2: such
0: a uh, thank you so much for coming on the like for being in LA so much it was inviting so... me. What a lovely you're conversation.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my
2: God, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for creating this space. I mean, it, it's so cool. I can't wait to hear it to like all these people that I don't know from all over the world.
3: Yeah, we're yeah. really excited.
2: <laughs> have you That's, interviewed yeah. a lot of people so far?
0: Um, you're our third guest, um, nice. but we have like six, we've got eight more booked so far. And we wow. kind of try to do like 10 at a time about, mm-hmm. you know. Um Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's it's really exciting I'm really excited it's been something I've been thinking about for a long time so I'm yeah. excited to see yeah. it in yeah. fruition it's
1: such a, a privilege just to be able to talk to all these so artists, artists yeah. And I love every second of it so
0: thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts that yes you came on our show
1: thank you guys I um, hope it was eloquent. it was, was amazing <laughs> oh more than eloquent more, more
3: than eloquent yeah
0: yeah could you just sign off again with your name and how people can find
2: you if they want to reach out and work yeah. with you and talk to you so my name is elizabeth ligonet long but i go by ellie and where you can find me uh on instagram when i'll be reactivated <laughs> uh e-l-i-l-i-g-o is like my handle and yeah you can just reach
1: out from there and scene. <laughs> and seen. <laughs> that was the one and only Ellie Ligole-Lum. We are so grateful for them for joining us and for all of you tuning in and listening. Yeah, thank you so much. I just just want to put this out there. I love
0: Ellie. Ellie's amazing to work with. Ellie is an incredible, talented individual. Mm-hmm. I recommend you follow them and also reach out to them.
3: Yes. Yeah, uh, you can follow them
0: on their Instagram which we'll link in our episode as well as on our instagram and you can find out more about us at the podcast imperfect if you are a featured artist and would like to be featured on the show please email us or dm us our email is the podcast imperfect all one word at gmail.com and you can find me at all one word quiet open space on instagram and you can find me at rebecca nisco music on instagram thank you so much for tuning in and all that sage advice that we
1: got <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, know i'm like, feeling i'm feeling inspired kara yeah so we're gonna yeah. have a great day i, I know it's it's very early have for me great day. yeah it it's, it's, if early it's
0: early you. if it's late i'm gonna i'm gonna have more coffee i'm gonna do a lot of shit now <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> stuff to do both of us yes <laughs> cool we'll get there, all
3: right.
0: right yeah end scene mm <laughs>